Are you a cake maker running a business or a business owner making cakes? Hi, I'm Sammy. Hi, I'm Bronya, and welcome to the Business of Cake Making. Hello. <laughs> Today we're doing um, a really good podcast about cake construction following a small disaster I had with a four-tier cake wedding cake. <laughs> I hasten to add. We, we've all had cake disasters, let's face yes. it. And I, I, th- I mean, my, ca- my first cake disaster was a transportation cake disaster. Um, but I think because we've all had a bit of time off, we've yeah. all got a little bit kind of, yeah, lack of the day tool. Yeah. I don't know if that's a word, but a la- yeah. yeah, whatever. And <laughs> then we suddenly started building big cakes again and we're like, shit. Yeah. And so, it's, yeah, having the break is like, just wiped everything from my memory so so do you want to do you want to tell us about your your mild disaster that you had oh yeah because it wasn't a complete disaster it was it was all right the cake was eaten but um so I had a four-tier cake it was placed in a window um and uh, it was very hot rainy day so not only was it humid it was very hot as well and um, I used wooden doweling because I'm trying to be environmentally friendly. And the wooden doweling I used um, wasn't strong enough for the amazing cake above it. And when you look at the pictures she's the bride has sent us, you can see the bottom tier has just moved forward. And I also didn't use a central dowel, mm-hmm. which I, I would totally recommend and it also wasn't ganached right okay and once the bottom tier and did it did it like hold all concertina down or did it just slide no it was it was the top tier at the bottom tier moved forward so it's really hard to explain so like the 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 bottom of the cake stayed in one place but the top of the bottom tier started to move forward okay so one of the layers in the inside the bottom tier was shifting yeah okay so it was leaning to one side and which course I think three so tier four started to go I think three was okay but mm-hmm. because of the angle the top tier and the second tier they all started to lean as well so if they hadn't have caught it at that point yeah it would have been all yeah, over it the floor. but they okay. got it they saved it and they ate it. Thank God. Yeah. So the the but, my biggest cake disaster was a similar thing, but mine I stupidly I think it was my second or third wedding cake ever. It was a four tier, and I stupidly decided to transport it stacked. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and I put it on the back seat. For God's sake, it was like a recipe. <laughs> and it, I mean, it when you hear everything I did, it's like what the hell were you thinking so I put it on the back seat ready stacked I finished it half an hour and so the stacking was done half an hour before I put it in the car I ran out of butter for buttercream so the bottom tier had buttercream made out of stalk (laughs) I didn't know that yeah so do you know what it's like yeah you stupid cow (laughs) so everything and and I always say the amount of lessons I learned that day was 
off the scale you know yeah. it was just I can't even begin to yeah. so, so we're going to go through today all the things that we should have yeah. done to stop yeah. them <laughs> <laughs> okay construction <laughs> right so first of all cake it's made out of sugar it's made out of fat it's not made out of concrete it don't want to stay together no. it wants to fall apart yeah and it's soft and it's fluffy and then you yeah. mix it you put soft fluffy buttercream butter <laughs> you put butter in between yeah. and slippy slidey jam with that oh buttercream yes you know yeah. which can explode <laughs> through your buttercream if you put yep. too much in so, so yeah. all these things um it it's not like back in the day when people used to have big three-tier wedding cakes that were made out of fruit cake and had royal icing on and literally you could just stack fruit cake on top of fruit cake never yeah. needing a dowel because it was so yeah. solid so yeah. yeah construction of cakes has moved on um, yeah massively massively yeah i still have the pillars from my my original wedding cake back in 1992 <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and i threw mine away <laughs> I, like, oh, I think they're gonna come back in fashion <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, but you, um, did you did you have dowels as well, or did you just have the just the pillars? Yeah, put onto the the iced cake. So just I think nuts. it was only two tiers, so it wasn't massive. But again, no no doweling. And, yeah. Um, also, I think as well because we're always talking about how busy we are and everything. Making sure you get the right, you bake your cake in time you yeah. cut you put the butter right it's all a process you can't rush it you can't do it all in one day well you can yeah. but it's not gonna you well, know, this, and this is this was my problem I finished that cake half an hour yeah. before I left yeah nothing had set nothing was yeah nothing was set it was all just squishy really yeah <laughs> squishy so, and icky so yeah. right so should we start at the very beginning yeah. It's a very good place to start. Yeah. In the words of Julie Andrews. So so, <laughs> so when you start, like you're it's it's a Monday, two weeks before the wedding. Mm-hmm. What what would you do? Two weeks before. I'm because I'm not I'm not organized, but yeah, I, I would I would be two weeks before. So if I have weddings at the weekend, I mm-hmm. bake on a Monday now. Mm-hmm. Now I bake on a Monday, but that's because I put them in the freezer. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have a freezer, I would bake on a Wednesday evening or Thursday morning for a Saturday wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, because that would give them time to be baked, to be cooled, and then to settle a little bit. Yeah. And for the butter icing to crust as yeah. well. Yeah, so I I would say say we don't have the freezer. So take the freezer out of the equation because not everyone has got a, a freezer to freeze their mm. cakes. So I would bake my cakes on a Wednesday night or Thursday morning. I would leave them to cool. I would fill. I would level them, always level them, fill. So I would always level. I would fill my cakes. I would always damn them um, and I would crumb coat them and then I would leave them. I would For those always of then... you who don't know about damming, um, it isn't yeah. a swear word. <laughs> Damn you! Damn you, cake. <laughs> so you, um, I always use a piping 
bag with a with a, a circle nozzle or a poo, poo nozzle, nozzle. <laughs> <laughs> poo nozzle and <laughs> so you um you pipe one layer of onto your your cake and then you go round the outside with what one single line of buttercream so you've built a dam or a wall so it looks mm-hmm. a little bit like a swimming pool and then you can put your filling inside <laughs> the swimming pool area and then you can put your next cake on top yes that's how i yes. do it and that because that will mean that your cakes will only ever stick to buttercream they're yeah. not going to stick to that slippy, slidey jam. Because if you if you don't put that jam there and you try and stick your next cake onto the jam, it's just going to slide. Yeah, and it's going to go ooze out. out. All the jam's yeah. going to ooze out. Oh, it's just a sticky mess. <laughs> just a sticky, sticky mess. Um, yeah. yeah, then I crumb coat my cake yes. with buttercream. Yes. Um, and then I leave it. Uh, I leave them I, to settle. Because my house is quite hot, mm-hmm. I wrap mine in cling film and I pop them in the fridge okay okay do you pop them in the fridge for very long um I sometimes I'll leave them overnight if it's really hot but if it's Mm -hmm. like now which is quite normal um I would leave them on the side but still cover them but I leave them in a cool in my yeah storeroom which is cooler in there see I think I probably would I, I do fridge my cakes, but no more than half an hour usually. No, because when because you I don't want, it. yeah, well, I don't, yeah, I don't want that internal. I don't. I want the butter to set and I want the butter to harden, but I don't mm. want the cake, the internal temperature of the cake, to get cold, because mm. that causes a whole other load of problems. Condensation. Condensation. Air bubbles. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Air bubbles. So um, I would say if you've got, if your cake gets too cold, yes. what happens is, is that when you then cover it with either ganache or fondant or buttercream, you seal, you're sealing all that air in. And that's good. You want to seal all the air in because you don't want it to go dry. You don't want it to go moldy or anything like that. So you, you're sealing it all in. But if your cake is cold and you seal that air in, what happens is, is that when that cake, when that air ex- warms up it starts to expand Mm. and as it expands it's got to have somewhere to go and we all know in times of hot weather the amount of people I see on Facebook going this has happened to my cake what do I do and there's just (laughs) like a big zit on the side of it yes (laughs) and all it is it's it's just an air bubble yeah and it can cause the cake to explode (laughs) Or the, the fondant. <laughs> yeah, if you've got fondant, yeah. If yeah. you've got the fondant and the fo- and it, it's too much cold air in there and it's expanding, expanding as it's warming up, and the fondant's got nowhere to go, it will crack and it will explode. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, so another thing that I also do is if I've chilled the cake, if I can, and there's a space on that cake that I can do it and hide it, I stick a dowel in it and then pull the dowel out and leave mm-hmm. like a core of a hole. So oh, if the cold air then starts to expand, it's got somewhere yeah. to go. It's, it's like a chimney. Yeah. It's like a vent. Uh-huh. So it's like well, that's venting. A good, that's a good idea, actually. I think I'm going to uh, store that for later. Yeah. Cause, and and I, I mean, I saw it all. There was a few weeks right at the beginning, 
end of July, June, beginning of July this year, where everyone was complaining about air bubbles. And it was just mm-hmm. the temperature. It was the outside temperature was so hot. Yeah. And everyone was sticking their cakes in the fridge. And, and then, then making more bubbles. Yeah, making more problems, making yeah. more and more problems. So, mm. and I've also seen, and this, I don't know why, how people do this. I've also seen a lot of people recently saying that they freeze their cakes and they decorate them frozen. What? I know. How is that even possible? So they're decorating their cakes frozen because they're, the cakes are more solid and they're easier to decorate. Oh. And I just think that's a whole heap of problems later yeah. on down the line. Because once they start to defrost, they're getting, like you said, condensation. Yeah. On yeah, the outside wait, of the cake. You, so if you cover a cake which has come out of the fridge without letting it come back up to a, a reasonable room temperature, it, that cake, once you get the fondant on, will sweat. <laughs> It yeah. will just be dripping wet. Yeah. And then it you can't work. Say you've got to work with it really quickly if you need to paint it or anything. Yeah. It's, it's just a drippy mess yeah. until it's come back to room temperature. And it will, I mean, it will dry out and you can stick a fan in front of it. But it's, it's I can't see that it's a time saving no. thing at all. Um because you, you you start to panic that you're going to have to deliver this cake really sticky and really gloopy. And and if you touch it slightly, you leave marks oh, on it. Just, and it's, it's just the worst. And you can't smooth them out because the cake is no. so wet. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely bring cakes back to room temperature. Try, don't, mm-hmm. tr- don't work on them um, cold. No. Frozen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. So, um, and then what do you do? Right. You've, you've I it. You've set it to rest for a while. If I can, I ganache it. Mm-hmm. So, if it's a fondant covered cake or a ganache covered cake, ganache covered, obviously, I will ganache it. If it's a buttercream covered cake, then I will put a thicker layer of buttercream on. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, but if I'm going to cover it in sugar paste, I will ganache it, and I no longer give my clients the choice don't you i don't no i don't ask them if they want ganache anymore uh, you just i just do it do it yeah because um i ask <laughs> do you like do you, that right the ganache. reason why i don't ask is mm-hmm. i remember years ago we you remember the cake that i did overnight when mm-hmm. we had the shop Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really, really hot weekend, like ridiculously hot weekend. And that cake was going into a marquee and we delivered it to the marquee. I remember we heard the bells ringing at the Abbey as they were getting married. And I put the car, the cake in the car and we took it around there. And it was me and Melissa. So I took someone else with me because I needed to do it in a hurry. And we went, took the cake round there as the bells were ringing. The bride and groom had just come out of the church. We set it up in this marquee and it was like an oven in that marquee. And we set it up and we said to them at the at the, the venue, this has to be eaten straight away. And the reason, the reason I was panicking so much is because I had asked the bride. I said to the bride, do you mind if we put ganache under the sugar paste? And she said, no, I don't want ganache. And I genuinely think if we had put white chocolate ganache under that sugar paste, she wouldn't have known. No. I don't no. think she would have had any idea. Because no. it's not well, it's thick enough. As, yeah, it's the same as my yeah. cake. That I, I had collapse on me. If, if, if it had had ganache, it would have been yeah. different. 
because you, you you know the ganache it sets harder it's it's more i mean okay it still is only chocolate and cream and if the weather is too hot it will yeah if the room goes still. above 30 degrees that's that's when yeah. you've got to start worrying but it shouldn't do because the venue technically should keep the temperature as cool as possible but um sometimes you go yeah. in these places yeah. and there uh one place out in the new forest i can never remember its name it um it's got a really low roof it's absolutely stunning venue but the room it on a hot day with a low ceiling it's like an it's an yeah. absolute yeah. oven so you just need to stay away from hot rooms <laughs> but yeah I, I mean i i i do think though that if if you put a layer of white chocolate ganache on, A, you can't see it between the cake and the um, mm. fondant. It sticks to the fondant. No one really knows it's there because your fondant's no. sweet anyway. I d- and it just makes your cake look so much more professional. Yeah, yeah you don't do get you bulges. Use, do you use ganaching plates? No. No. So I oh, no, I lie. Like I do, but I don't use them for what they're designed for. I use them. <laughs> I use them um, to stick my cake board to. Yeah. So then I, I've got space around it to ganache yeah. it, to put it in a box, to transport it. And then I can, and it's easy to to sort of like cut your cake off of a ganaching board. It's easier yeah. than, than anything yeah, else. Br- they are brilliant. I do use them for that. But I, do, <laughs> I, I use my ganaching plates. Because, do you? Yeah. You were amazing back in the day when, when I first started working for you. And you... Um, would get the Paul Bradford, you paid for the Paul Bradford thingy. I yes. can't remember what it was called. Yeah, Cake and, Yeah, and I watched uh, a wonderful lady whose name I can't remember, but she was amazing. <laughs> did a, can I, so, I did this thing that I can't remember who she is and I can't remember who they are and yeah. someone else who I can't remember. <laughs> But it was a ganashing course from start to finish. Sorry, we're so middle-aged. <laughs> oh, God, don't. Yeah. I was just some woman with glasses. <laughs> and it was really relaxing watching it. But I, what she has taught me has stayed with me forever. I, I can highly recommend this video. Was, about it, was it Faye Carhill? Cause she was did that one, Faye Carhill? Did she, she have an Australian accent? Uh, I remember I remember watching Faye Carhill do a ganache tutorial with ganache plates um I don't know if that was on cake cake flicks or not but it was it was good yeah oh it was brilliant absolutely brilliant it might be it might be her I can't find any pictures of her now just her products but I um I used my profoster this week oh did you and how did it go did you like it, it? it's really good really really good i did do a video it is up on instagram of my video and even pro froster themselves sent me a message to say how much they liked my video which was like oh my god oh, you're so <laughs> um, cool but no it's it's so easy so so easy to use yeah it i mean it took me i did a, a, a buttercream covered cake I crumb coated it, chilled it, slapped, literally slapped buttercream on it and went round with Profroster and I did it in less than five minutes. Wow. And it wow. was straight, completely straight, completely yeah. even, um, no ganache plates, nothing. Really, what really size, good. What size cake was it? It was only a six inch. Oh, it doesn't matter. Sometimes I think it was six inch with, 
yeah six inch with four layers of four layers of sponge. um sponge but yeah it was so so easy yeah. so easy oh, well I think I'll add it to my list then. <laughs> but also what I was impressed with, with Profroster is because the thing that I struggle with is getting the top of my cake level. Yeah. It so always, even though if you put too much buttercream on, you get the dome yeah. on, on the yeah. top. And so even though you've leveled all your cakes and everything has been completely flat going through, somehow as soon as you start touching it with buttercream or ganache or anything, it all starts going off a bit. And that's what I struggle with is mm. is really flat. Whereas the Profoster is just doing it for you. It's completely flattening it for you. So I'm 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 a fan. It's not going oh. in the bin or on eBay. Oh, well, that's even better. You should put a <laughs> you should put a link to it in the show notes. I, I will. I will. <laughs> so no, it was good. I would highly recommend, definitely mm. highly recommend a Profoster. Um, but yeah, if I can, I will always ganache a cake. Uh-huh. I've and heard how some. Do you, how sorry, do you make how do you make your ganache? So I use white chocolate ganache if I've got white fondant because yeah. otherwise the dark chocolate ganache is through, and because dark chocolate is no because milk chocolate is softer than dark chocolate. Yeah. you have to use more of a ratio so that it's yeah. not. I think my white, I think my dark chocolate, I use a two to one. So two parts, one part cream. And I think milk chocolate, I use three to one. White chocolate, I use four to one. But if it's really hot weather, I'll put even more white chocolate Mm. in. Mm. I think four to one is the most I've ever done. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think four to one. I've stopped buying cheap chocolate as well. You know, sometimes like you, you, get the cheaper chocolate mm. and mix it in with more expensive chocolate. I've stopped doing that. I, I felt that more expensive chocolate is going to be better for yeah. me. I have I to say, because I, I bought some white, I was out of white chocolate. I bought some white chocolate from Asda and I think it's there. I think it's 200 grams for a pound or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I noticed just getting it out of the packet, how soft it was, mm-hmm. that it was really soft yeah, and I just thought so. It's already soft before I'm even putting cream in it. So That's I right. think proper curvature chocolate is better because it's. I know it's not tempered, but you don't need it tempered. It doesn't matter. No. If you're not tempering it. I think it's and and as well, it um, it melts so much easier. Yes. The, the ganache makes so much quicker. You pour yeah. on. I I boil my cream and then I mm-hmm. pour it onto the chocolate collets and. It just, it's just, ama- it's like magic. Yeah. And then yeah, you stir it really gently. Yeah. See it all coming through. And Do you, yeah. do you whisk your ganache? Um, no, I don't. But you've yeah, just started I've, doing that. Yeah, I've yeah. started whisking. Yeah. yeah. I did it once, but um, I don't, I wasn't sure if I'd whisked it long enough. I wasn't happy with it. So um, I think that's something I need to play with. Right. Experiment. Yeah. But, but having had soft floofy fluffed up ganache it is amazing problem is is that it actually tastes too good quite often yeah i'll just try I it yeah well you love chocolate white chocolate don't I you know. <laughs> <laughs> just try a little bit oh that's a whole pot just eaten never mind <laughs> But yeah, and and I have heard, I have seen recently a lot of people also talking about in really hot weather, ganaching a buttercream cake. So putting a a layer of ganache 
and then buttercream on the top of the ganache. I personally, oh, really? have, yeah, I personally haven't done it, but I've seen a few people talking about it that they were really worried that um, where they're going to put the cake, and they were just worried that everything was going to sink a little bit. So they put a layer of ganache on just to add a level of stability, another level of yeah. stability. It's like it. putting a pair of tights knickers over your tights. Yeah, which I have to do because I've got really long legs. <laughs> because I've got really short legs (laughs) (laughs) the secrets that come out (laughs) basically neither of us can keep tights up (laughs) oh right so so that's can I ask what buttercream right so can we talk very quickly about buttercream as well um now I use a classic buttercream two parts icing sugar to one part butter yes that I do exactly the same right as you I have um, had requests to have Swiss or Italian meringue buttercream, um, which I like. I really, really like them. They're a bit more of a pain to make, but I really, really I like the taste and everything. And they they seem to stand up to weight better. Do they? Yeah. See, I've, I've bought a pack of um, uh, Swiss meringue buttercream. Because oh. uh, from from um, cake stuff, because I wanted to 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 try it. It's right. sat on my side now, because um, I've had a couple of requests for Swiss meringue, and um, I've never made it properly. The, the oh, it's, correct it's way. ever so easy. You, you should have, make it. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to try this out, see how I feel, because I know it tastes so much nicer. It's, it's not so sweet. It's no. not that teeth achingly sweet. Yeah. And it's just so smooth and mm. oh, creamy in your mouth. So that's that's what I'm I'm going to try. Yeah. That the only the only thing that I would say is that it doesn't crust. It yes. stays perm- it stays permanently sticky, but yeah. it does seem to you it does seem to be much more stable. Mm-hmm. I think obviously the the structure of the egg and the protein of the egg that's been whisked up mm. creates more stability. I mean, it's still got butter in it. It's still going to melt, but it kind of creates a bit more stability. And I suppose it's the same reason why a lot of people would put royal icing sugar in their normal buttercream. Yeah, yeah. On a, it's on a really hot day. Yeah. Well, I've heard that tip yeah. of um, put royal icing in your buttercream. Yeah. That will help it not melt, fingers crossed. I, I, I can't find royal icing sugar around here for love nor money at the moment. Oh, no, I've had the same problem as well. Oh, do you know what I did? Um, when you do your order, actually, you can get them in Waitrose, I think. I've seen them. And Tesco's is the tub of ready-made royal icing. Okay. And I've been buying that, and it's brilliant. I Just mean, it's it not in. as good as, as freshly made yes. stuff, but I'm not using it for piping. I'm literally using it to stick boards and cakes right. together. So, yeah. Um, and you know when you've got your wedding cake set up and you've got a little gap and you don't want to put a ribbon. Yeah. I put it round the gap. Yeah, a little bit round that. Yeah. Nice. Nice. So Right. So we've leveled our cakes, we've crumb coated them, we've ganached them, we've put a hole in it to let the air out, we've let them settle. Yeah. Um, which I think we'll talk about a bit more in a minute. Um and we and are now, talking about stacked cakes here. We're not talking about structured cakes, um, or, which or obviously one tier birthday cakes. Well, my, yeah, I would ganache birthday cakes as well. 
Yeah, that's just because they look nicer with fondant round. Um, mm. I don't do a lot of fondant cakes, to be honest. I do mainly buttercream cakes, but yeah, yeah. Um, but we're not talking. I mean, obviously, because I do like a, a cake that starts with the workmate and a jigsaw. But we're not talking about that type of cake. No. <laughs> yeah. no, that's a whole other podcast, isn't it? Calf cake. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah, we're talking about cakes stacked on top of one another. Mm-hmm. So, um, moving on to dowels. And this, has, this, I think, is where it all starts to fall apart, isn't it? Literally. So there's so many different types of how... If you go online and look it up, because I did the other day, uh, ways to dowel your cake, you get pictures of how you should stick your dowels in. Mm-hmm. And um, I also did this on that big four-tier cake. I saw a new... It said, you should lay your cake dowels out like this. So I did. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe I should have tried it out first. I don't know what possessed me to try out this new thing. You were, you were feeling cocky. You were, you were feeling confident. Yeah. You were like, I can do yeah. this. I'm a cake maker. <laughs> I'm a professional. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah, don't try out new techniques <laughs> on potentially. On the bottom, the bottom, bottom tier, tier of a four-tier yeah. cake. Yeah. But, um, so you, you can go online and you can find lots of pictures of how to dowel cakes, where to put your dowels, how many dowels you should increase it for, for each cake. But what I have noticed um, is they don't necessarily say if you're going up, if you've got a big four-tier cake, the dowels you use also reflect the weight of the cake. So, because mm-hmm. this is a this is something else I also did wrong. I because I want to be environmentally friendly, I used wooden dowels. Yep. Um, that, the bamboo dowel rods. Uh, no, I, these are. I've got them here in front of me. Uh, they're a bit thicker. Okay. I what they're called. So they're not as thin as the bamboo skewers. These oh no, these I've got here bamboo dowel rods from PME. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I've got. Yeah. I've taken. I've just taken the labels off. So. I don't. These these are very good. I'm not dissing them in any way whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Just not at the bottom of a four tier cake, which yeah. needs the right rod for the weight of the cake. Which yeah. is what I didn't. Um, right. So I I spoke to my structural engineer husband about this, um, and it was hysterical. I've got pictures, I've got ideas. Cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, he would have had me with the welder um, and everything out making this. And I'm like, we, we're cake makers. We do have to take into account we've got to stick cakes on all of this. Not build a cake around the structure, but the structure around yeah, the cake that's kind right. of thing. Because there's, you, I always think you take off, you dismantle these cakes to cut them up and some of the staff if they don't know what dowels are must look at it and go what the hell is all of this because they've then got to pull out these huge tubes and structure from the cake but he was saying that the bamboo dowel rods um so the bamboo is stronger because it's solid it is stronger if your weight is just going straight down. So it's, if everything is completely flat and, and, and everything is equal, going down, it is much, much stronger because it's solid. However, cakes don't fall apart going straight down generally. They usually slide to one side or, I mean, they, you, you, they get pushed one way for whatever reason because you haven't 
flattened your cakes properly you haven't leveled the top of your cake or something's melting somewhere yeah 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 so he was saying that the poly dowels so the i've got here pme easy cut dowels they're just 16 inches um but they are sorry i've just noticed look there's the there's actually a picture of of the design that's the one i used that's the is it yes so I will never, ever use that again. <laughs> right. So if you've got the PME, easy cut dowels, the pictures on the back are the ones that Sammy is never going to do again. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, right. But he was saying because these are thicker, um, they offer more resistance going through the cake. Yeah. Because if that you is the... look on the inside, it has little sticky ridges thing like a yeah. little, almost like a flower shape and that also gives it extra rigidity yeah so that's it's and it's if it's if it's sliding through the cake if it's thicker sliding through the cake it's got more resistance to slide through whereas the yeah. the, the dowel rods the, the bamboo ones because they're quite thin they're just going to slide right. through the cake yeah. slide, just slide through so i would always i know it's not environmentally friendly and safe but i would always go with the plastic ones i would now as well (laughs) although i have on occasions been known to put bamboo ones through the middle of my plastic ones oh yeah yeah i've done that as well just to offer a bit of both i noticed that um emily has brought out a new um square ones yes yes she yeah emily hankins she did a tutorial the other day on I don't know I think I don't know which one it was I'll find it I'll put it in the show notes she did a tutorial on her doweling her massive yeah on her doweling her massive cakes with the square dowels that she was using so I'll find that and I'll put it in the show notes definitely Mm -hmm. so that's the type of dowels we use how do you dowel a cake Sammy (laughs) well (laughs) not like the PME picture no no so I get a cake board. So say I've got a six, eight, ten. Mm-hmm. Ten inch, I will get an eight inch cake board, place it central on the top of the ten inch, mm-hmm. and draw or score out a little line around it mm-hmm. so that I've got the template of how big the cake is above. Yeah. And then I put my cut my put one dowel in yeah. and I mark it exactly precision is very important and then I pull it out and then I cut every other single bit of dowel that's going to go in the cake to exactly the same size as that first dowel yeah so that when you put your very heavy cake on top it's level there's no um little um room for movement so to speak so you're you're leveling all your dowels the same. You're yes. not leveling your dowels to the cake. You're leveling your dowels to one another. Yes. Right. Because your the top of your cake could be lower at the front. Yeah. Um, or you could have a side that goes down slightly. So you don't you don't want to do it for the cake. Because yep. then you could get a wonk on, which yep. you don't want. You, and if you, you start wanna... the wonk at the bottom. It just makes the wonk bigger yeah. and bigger and it's bigger. It's going to carry on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I suppose what we should say is that every single tier has to have its own cake board. 
Oh, we haven't said yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, no, Don't, we haven't, have we? No. So every single tier, you need to have <laughs> a solid... You're going to just be putting cake and it's just going to go... <laughs> yeah, it's just going to just push through all the dowels anyway. So, yeah, yeah always yeah. have a cake board between yeah. all your tiers of use, cake. I would say as well, I use a drum, cake drum. Do you? Yes. Where, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Interesting. I, yeah. I won't... I won't use the boards just in case they're not thick enough now okay I do use boards I use boards for buttercream cakes because I don't want to see that drum yeah oh see no that's I mean? true yeah so for buttercream yeah. cakes I would use a, a like a card but yeah. I don't use the really floppy cards I use like a decent card yeah. or I will use a card that is very slightly smaller than the cake so if I've got mm. a six inch cake I might use a five inch card yeah, and then you can't see it. So you can't see it. Um, but yeah, I always, and always, always, always put cards between your cakes, definitely. And when, when would you start using a central dowel? Right, so central dowels. I, um, I have used a few central dowels recently. I went to B&Q and I bought a nine mil dowel. So I've got a big, long nine mil, yeah, nine mil wide, which I've cut up or I cut up as I use it. Yeah. I use a central dowel, anything over three tiers mm-hmm. or three tiers. Definitely. If it's buttercream or a really tall cake or a really right. tall cake. And the central dowel has to be stuck to your bottom board. Yes. Because I've spoken to Jules about this. If you don't stick it to your bottom board, if your cake starts to move, your central dowel is just going to move with it. Mm. Everything's going to shift together. Whereas if you, so what I do is I don't tend to use drums. I tend to use the MDF covered boards now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I put little feet on them so you can get your hands underneath. Yeah, that, and... that makes <laughs> amazing difference. If yeah. you, oh, you just won't realise. You must use feet on your boards. Yeah, so just <laughs> little little plastic feet. That, again, yeah. you can pick up from B&Q, little rubbery feet, just stick on the bottom. Um, but what that does do is it gives you like a two or three mil that you can drill a hole in your board and you can stick your dowel through and it's got two or three mil under mm. your board. And then what I personally do is I glue gun it all in. I just mm. glue gun the whole lot so it's all stable. And then I cover the glue because I don't know whether the glue's toxic. I cover that bottom joint with tin foil, mm-hmm. so it's all food safe. Mm-hmm. I then oh can I can I just say um, you can also use candy melts on that bit. Oh yeah, nice. Also, I mean, I I, I say I use the 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 mdf boards but i know some people will use drums and drums are thicker than the mdf boards yeah um, and some people nine... double drum them really yeah so they yeah. put it, they put but two drums yeah yeah i can see yeah i do to give a bit more stability yeah. or again if you haven't got little rubber feet if you've got a 12 inch drum on the bottom put an 11 inch drum underneath and that's kind of giving you oh that yeah feet. that's a really good idea as well so it gives you like, it gives you like a lip underneath that you can get yeah. your hands under. But yeah. always attach or glue or however you're going to do it, make sure that that bottom drum is attached somehow to yeah. your central dowel. And do you drill holes through all of your boards? I cut them. I just get a Stanley uh-huh. knife out and cut them. Oh, because I used you. I used drums. Yeah, if you're using drums, yeah, get drums. the drill out. 
and I've um, also got some aluminium food safe. Yeah, you've got fashion fancy tape, haven't you? Yeah, and then I can just stick it stick it over the top because I am quite messy. Yeah. So if I cut <laughs> a straight line, I've just done it with the board. I've cut a straight line and it's gone. And I've got bits everywhere, so yeah. it's much easier for me to cover up my mistakes. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if you haven't got fancy tape like Sammy has, just use a bit of tin foil. Put a bit yeah. of ganache down. Stick yeah. your, your tin foil down with a bit of ganache just to hide because yeah. it, it's like fibrous, isn't it? And also, the I mean, the oh, MDF yeah. boards are MDF's poisonous, yeah. so you need to cover that up. Yeah. And if you I mean, are if, if you're sorry. drilling, put a mask on. Everyone's got masks. Yeah. yeah good tip. Yeah, everyone's got masks. You can say that now. Um, But you don't want to be inhaling anything like the fibres that come out of cake boards. It's not good for your lungs. No, no. But yeah, so I I usually just cut them with... So if I'm doing a card, I cut them with a Stanley knife. If not, I just get the drill out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same. Do do you ever transport your cake ready stacked? No. Um, (laughs) In a word, no. No. No, two two reasons. One is I'm really short, and if I <laughs> if I took a four tier cake, there one there's I couldn't carry it. There's no way on yeah. earth that I could carry it. And um, two, I would probably drop it because okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, that that's my my scenario. I'd be like, oh, this cake is heavy. Woo! <laughs> And they are on the floor. Yeah. So I would transport it because I thought I love I love the internet. I've watched some tutorials <laughs> on how to stack a cake with a central dowel. Right. And, um, so we did it the other day. We took a a t- ten inch and an eight inch together, and Mark could just about carry it. He's very strong. And um, I've lost my thread. What was I talking about? Central dowel. <laughs> transportation oh oh yeah so you you get I got there we had the two cakes already set up with the central dowel coming out Mm -hmm. and you've got to remember so with the four-tier cake the central dowel isn't going to go all the way up and come out of the cake yes at the top so it's going to be shorter so you when you put your hands under the board to put your cake drop your cake onto the central dowel if you put your fingers so that the, the, the dowels in between the middle of your fingers, you yep, can use yep. that as as a um, way of working out where the holes are. And it's so much easier. I know it's really hard to show you. It is to find, it's to, yeah, but also to find that hole when you're like fiddling around, to find that hole in your board underneath yeah. without destroying all your work on top is yeah. quite difficult. And, and you, I, you, use, you could use a spatula underneath to hold it as well. Yeah. So that when you lift it, you're using you're not putting your hand underneath or yeah. one of the the cake tray cake lifter things yeah cake lifter things yeah <laughs> <We're so Yeah. laughs> see i i would i would probably transport two tiers together mm. but any more than two tiers no i i wouldn't even no. if it's got a central dowel because it's not so much whether the the cake's going to slip and slide it's if, if you go over a pothole your yeah. dowels aren't attached to anything in that cake. They are just kind of roaming free yeah. in that cake. If you go over a pothole and it knocks it, it's still going to crush. Although I have seen some um, very fancy transportation systems on the market. Oh, I I have seen that where they yeah. just stick this pole through yeah. the centre. A big metal pole just goes straight through the middle. 
pops it into a thing and then away it screws she goes. Up. Yeah. yeah. But that still doesn't that still doesn't stop it if you're if you haven't downed your cake properly, it's still yeah. going to crush downwards no matter what what is going on so that's I I still I I can't I just can't bring myself to do it no I couldn't bad bad memories this is where I was talking to my husband the other day so he was talking about so I I was talking about a center dowel okay um and he said if you don't want to do a center dowel Mm -hmm. you could do I don't know how to explain it because I've got lots of pictures lots and lots of pictures so he said that to get the most stability from cakes sliding one way or another is to have dowels going through the board above. All right. All right. So it's so you have your dowels that the cake is going to sit on, but then to create a bit more stability, you have dowels going through that next board. Obviously, with a center dowel, it goes right through the middle. But he said if you were doing, say, an eight-inch cake and you had six dowels. If two of those dowels went through the next board and partly into the cake above, it would add stability. Oh, and yeah. I, said, oh, I, I totally understand that. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. And I said to him, yeah, but, you know, you've got to try and negotiate this. And he said, yeah, but surely that would be easier because those holes will be further out on the side of the boards than the centre dowel. Mm. I, I'm going to give it a go, not on an important cake. Yeah. What well, cake's not important. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but um I'd be very interesting to see how that went for you because the yeah. the the dowels through the cake above would be my putting it on. See, yeah, see this is what I was saying. I, I said to him, you know, you've got to remember that we're not talking about a bit of poly- you know, because I was trying to show him with dummy cakes and I'm like, yeah. you know, this isn't a bit of polystyrene. This is a real cake. It's going squishy in your hands as you're maneuvering it around and you're mm. trying to find holes and if those holes aren't completely accurate and all the rest of it. So, I'm going to give it a go. Probably on a two tier, I'll give it a go at some point. Mm. Just to to see. Yeah. I'm I'm being very interested. Let's see what happens. We, we 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 didn't talk about configuration of dows. We did talk about them in that you said that you wouldn't do some things. Yes, but I kind <laughs> of go that. So if I've got a ten inch cake, I know that I'm going yes. to put. Um, say I'm putting an eight inch on top of it. I will put eight dowels plus two. I don't know if okay. that's right. That's just what I've always done. So if it's a, okay, if it's a six inch going on eight inch, I'll use six dowels yep. plus two. Does okay, yeah, it does. It does. So always the one that's coming on top plus two. Yeah, right. And do you just put them in one ring? Yes. Okay. Now I do. Do you ever put, if you're not putting a central dowel in, do you ever put a dowel in the middle of the cake? Um, I have started doing that. Like, have uh, you? like a, a thin wooden one. Okay. Okay. But like just right in the middle. Even if, yeah. Especially if it's hot. Okay. So okay. Because I, I remember watching a tutorial once about if you're putting a, a dowel right in the middle, you've got to make sure it's not too tall. 
Yes, that's what I was just going to say. This dowel, the one I put in the center, I always cut yeah. it shorter. Yeah. It for me, it's just about having something to keep the cake level um uh in one straight line so it's not going to wobble. Yeah. Because, but if it's too long, if it sticks out from any of the other dowels, all you're going to do is create like a seesaw over yeah, that, yeah, that one center yeah. dowel. So make sure that one in the middle above will be wobbly. Yeah, yeah, and all your other dowels mean nothing at that point. No, a bit like a roundabout. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yep, that's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. Definitely. I think we should talk a little bit about where in the room your cake should go because that yeah. was part of the problem that you had that day yeah, yeah. they stuck that you arrived the cake table was in, pos- in position this is where they always put their wedding cakes they've never had any problems before mm. though I can't see how they haven't and um you you kind of have to do what the hotel or the venue does yeah um and sometimes you you need to say to the bride and the groom or the, or the couple when they come for the consultation, ask the venue where you're, they're going to put your cake because um, it, this is a, a, a main part of the wedding. You, you yeah. don't want it tucked, tucked away in the corner or sort of thing, and you want to make sure that the table is level and yes. that it hasn't got a, a wobble on it. It's not one of these picnic tables. That, <laughs> I think some people don't re- – I think people think, oh, it's just a cake. They don't realise how heavy cake is yeah. sometimes. Yeah, well, if you think a 12 tier, my 12 tiers have got 18 to 20 eggs in them. Yeah. And, and you know, that that's a lot of egg. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> and it's a lot, lot of cake. A lot of egg, a lot of flour, butter, yeah. the butter icing, the ganache, the fondant, the decoration. And that's just the bottom tier. You yeah. know, by the time you've got like a 10, an 8 and a 6 on top, it's, it's a heavy old cake. Yeah, definitely. I would also... Um, the thing is, is that a lot of consultations, when you do a consultation, so say it's a consultation for a cake that's happening at the end of July, August, you're probably sat in a consultation in October, November, when it's all nice and cool and it's cold mm. outside and mm. and you're sitting, you're talking to your couple and they're going, yeah, we're going to get married in a marquee and it's all going to be really rustic. So we want a buttercream cake in July, August, and you have to think ahead that, okay, it might be freezing out there now, but come July, in a marquee and a buttercream cake, Mm. you just need to manage your couple's expectations and say to them, (laughs) it's fine, but I may need to deliver and set it up 10 minutes before you eat it. Yeah. Or have a contingency. Yeah. Um, I've had, uh, I've got quite a lot of weddings at the moment where they're getting married in the same room that they're having their reception. So right. they're wanting the cake set up after they've mm-hmm. got married, which I don't mind actually. I quite like mm. doing that because um, it's less stressful. Yeah. <laughs> in there, but you've got a room full of other people working away with yeah. you as well. Yeah. But yeah, definitely say to the bride and groom to be check the temperatures of the room don't think it's yeah. going to be easy going with with, yeah. with a nice cool room and blah 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 yeah it's just it's just managing expectations um and I know I think now if I had someone telling me that I was get, they were getting married in a marquee wanting a buttercream cake at the end of July I would say to them right well we need to we need to have a contingency now that 
if it's going to be really hot, I will phone you a week before and we'll talk it through and we'll see whether you should have a fondant cake instead or a ganache covered cake instead, or if there's somewhere where it can be delivered to and kept cool, just so they know. Because the last thing you want is to be bothering them the day of the wedding Um, going, I think the cake's going to fall apart. So just (laughs) you need to talk to your couple, talk to them from the very start. Um, And don't be afraid to talk to them because you're the expert. You're the one that's got to guide them through the process. Yeah, you're you're, in a way you're teaching them. Don't be scared to say, oh, you know, your cake might melt. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because the thing is how, I mean, people don't buy cakes every day. People don't buy wedding cakes every day, definitely. You know, so they, they don't. They're, they're waiting for you to tell them what yeah. is and isn't possible. And if you really don't think it's possible, tell them. And yeah. if they don't want you as a cake maker because of that, you've had a lucky escape. Because at the end of the day, if your cake goes wrong because of the heat in the room, yeah. technically it's not your fault, but no one's going to see it like that. They're no. just going to see the cake that's fallen over and go, oh, my God. Did yeah. you see the cake? Yeah. What cake company was that? Oh, my yeah. God. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely be, be the expert and and act like the expert, definitely. Yes. Right. Is there anything that we haven't talked about? Um, no, I think we've pretty much covered yeah. everything. Um, I'm just going to read this to you. It says, okay. use evenly positioned dowel rods to give support to a multi-tiered cake. A pattern will ensure correct layout. The number required may vary and need to be increased to give greater stability for a larger cake. There you go. There you go. Perfect. Right. Excellent. Thank you. I think we're done. All right. Should I say goodbye? (laughs) (laughs) Can can we we just go back and quickly do the, if you want to leave us a review bit? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so I will put all the information on our show notes about all the dowels we've used, about Profroster, about Cake Flicks, about anything that we've talked about will go on our show notes. Mm-hmm. If you would like to review us, rate us, or whatever your podcast um, player does, we would love that because that means we show up more in in, in searches if you want to follow us on instagram we are at the business of cake making the show notes can be found at the daisycakecompany.co.uk click on podcast and i think we're done for the day yeah thank you thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs> and we will see you next time <laughs>